Out of Gotham, a crazy podcast about DC, with your host E-Rock and PD. When we speak up, get your geeks up, cause you know you about to get geeked up. So sit back, relax, and get comfy. Lose your mind like Solomon Grundy, and listen to a show that won't be forgotten. Coming straight out of Gotham. And hello, everybody in Bloodhaven. Welcome to another episode of Straight Out of Gotham. This is episode 15. We are a proud member of the Batman Podcast Network, hosted by Batman on Film. I am your co-host from the home of Jersey Tomatoes and Sweet Corn. I am Peter M. Vera. Today we are recording on September 22nd, 2020. And as always, we have a fantastic show for you today. But before we get into the good stuff, I would like to remind all of our faithful listeners, if you take the time to review and rate our show on iTunes and we read your review on air, we will send you a special gift because you have just entered our monthly contest. Uh, our September contest is coming cl- to an end soon, so please submit your reviews, aka your submissions, uh, as soon as possible. Now, let me introduce you to my co-host, the man who broke Geraldo Rivera's 33-year-old record for the longest home run hit in the history of West Babylon High School. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Eric Holzman. <laughs> What? <laughs> okay. Uh, wow, now you're bringing up stuff I don't even know I did. Well, hey, That's look, just... high school for you was a long time ago. <laughs> this is true. It well, is a long time ago. And <laughs> I didn't go to West Babylon, but hey, maybe they're just going to, you know. Look, it was travel records. baseball. You did this as a visitor. It was just ah, okay. so there we go. So, so it was at the field. It was at yeah. the field. Oh. In the history of West, but whatever that high school field name is, you know, you and Geraldo, you know, Geraldo's number two, you're number one. So <laughs> he's got you oh. beat on the mustache, but yo, Geraldo, man. Hmm. Well, let's not get on to let's not get onto the Geraldo topic. But there's 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 a lot of things I could say about Geraldo Rivera. We're just talking about his youth, um, man. We're not talking about him professionally. I know. And you know what? Since we're in the space where, you know, we, we like to talk about things and kind of we have a show, kind of like Geraldo had a show for all those years, you know, we're, we're kind of we're kind of on the same level there, too. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He's a contributor. You're a contributor. Different places. But, yeah, you guys do the same thing. <laughs> so that, that's what I'm saying. So that's I mean, that's, you know, that that's how we do it over here. That's how we just that's how Long Island does it. That's how we just this where we come. That's the way we come. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I don't you had me so flustered with that one. I, I didn't know where to go, actually. But that's a, that's an interesting, interesting fact about my life that I didn't know. So thank you very much for filling me in oh, about that. Uh, and I there are more guys. There are more feats that Pete will be bringing you about me in the future. Every hopefully, show, there'll be yes. a new one. And hopefully they're, they're ones I know about. Because uh, as Pete said, I am old. Well, I'm older than him anyway. So, so how you been, man? It's been a few weeks. We haven't done one of these in a while. It's, it's, it's a little different because like I've had a few, few people come up to me and say, hey, look, where, where's the podcast? And I was like, well, have you guys checked out the Iceberg Lounge? We did, we did four of those in between podcasts. You know, yes. That's like six hours of uh, solid YouTube television. So <laughs> check that out, fellas. What are you doing? You know, exactly. But, uh, so exactly. we, we've been active. We haven't been, you know, we haven't been hiding under a rock. We've just been uh, venturing out into other forms of media. So 
if you haven't checked out the Iceberg Lounge on YouTube, uh, Eric, I, and a bunch of the great guys from Let's Go, Justin Kowalski, the Vigilante 1939s, the Carusos, and uh, Papa Z95, Big Nicky Zednik, uh, we uh, we did uh, f- about four shows on Fandom uh, about the different topics and everything. And uh, we tried to cover that as much as possible. So please check those out on our YouTube page, Straight Out of Gotham. Uh, that stuff, good stuff. Yeah, and I want to thank everyone who has been supported, who has watched the show, the Iceberg Lounge shows, and has given us a lot of positive feedback. Uh, it's something that we uh, we decided to do. Uh, it was pretty much more Pete's idea than mine, so I can't take full credit. I can't really take any credit for it. Pete, it was Pete's idea for the most part, and it's it's been working out well. How we've been able to bring you know, let's go and the vigilantes, and we want to bring more people onto the Iceberg Lounge as well. And the Iceberg Lounge doesn't have to have Peter I um, on it. It, it. You know, if if there's a if there's um, podcasters out there who want to do something, and it's not something that we know about, I will help you set it up. I will help, obviously our producing team will. We'll, we'll get you in touch with them and you guys can do an iceberg lounge show uh without peter or i everyone is welcome in the lounge yes yes we want to invite everyone to the lounge it's it's something that we enjoy doing and it's a good way to bring together all the different podcasters out there who do this and who enjoy doing it mm-hmm. and um you know just maybe make some introductions too or maybe you get to know the other podcasters who you know you don't you only know their voice and you get to see them and talk to them and interact um on a show of your own so Again, we want to thank everyone who's been supportive of the Iceberg Lounge and everyone who's contributed to it. It's been a lot of fun, and it's something we want to keep doing. So, and we will keep doing, and we look forward to the next one. We just have to plan it. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah, it. So we're gonna, yeah, we'll probably it probably will be sometime in October uh, with Halloween coming on. We Pete and I have some ideas, so we'll probably do something in October with Halloween and that theme. And as you know, there's there's Batman stories that obviously are influenced by Halloween. One very popular one <laughs> that has the name of the title. I don't know if we'll do anything with that book because uh, it's one that we've we've actually had a lot of exposure to in various forms of media already. But we'll see. But that's you know we did hear that they're making as we discussed on the last show that they are making a animated version of that so can't wait right so we'll do we'll do uh we'll do something in october that should be fun uh based on halloween because i love halloween i know pete loves halloween so it's something we're going to do next month uh with both the straight out of gotham and with the iceberg lounge so that's just a little bit of housekeeping for you guys don't want to bore you with that anymore so we're going to move right into the topics we're choosing to discuss today and number one on the list is a platform that both of us um, like, and we've liked it since it came out. Uh, it introduced us to shows like the like Titans and Doom Patrol. Of course, Swamp we're Thing. talking about yes, yeah, Swamp Thing. Pete covered Swamp Thing, so I'm sorry. Uh, Harley Quinn, obviously, Harley the Harley Quinn show, and yeah. So we got news this. I think it was it. I think it was last week. I think it was the end of last week, around that time. Um, yeah, that DC Universe is actually changing to DC Universe Infinite. And basically all of the 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 TV shows and that content is going to be moving to HBO Max, which I think we, we was announced before and we all kind of anticipated. Mm-hmm. And Infinite's going to stick with the comics, mostly comic books. Um, so Pete, when you heard that, what did you think? And what do you think going forward? Uh, I'm a little bummed out because I really enjoyed DC Universe um, because it was kind of like a one-stop shop for just, you know, fanboys. Uh, 
HBO Max is cool. I know a lot of the shows have migrated over to HBO Max, uh, but I appreciated how like DC Universe was just DC. I didn't have to filter through and search for all the stuff. But you know, I get what they're doing over there. They want to promote HBO Max, and it's unfortunate. Um, I'm not a big digital comic reader, though. That's my thing. Uh, you know, I, any, if I want to buy the back issues of the local comic shop, or I own them myself, or you know, I'll, I'll trade. So I'm not, I'm not really big on digital reading unless I'm reviewing a book for BOF. So I don't know how much I'm actually going to use DC Universe going forward. So I'm waiting to see what that would be like. But um, uh, you know, I'm just, I'm happy that it's still around in some form and that, you know, fans who do not have comic shops, this might be the best way for them to read comics or some sort of material, you know, whether it's back issues or trades or whatever that are now digital. So, right. if, you know, if, I don't know if you live in Montana, how accessible you are to a comic book store, a this point. might be the best thing for you. And for those people, I'm glad it's there and I'm glad it's not being erased, but it, it's, it's a little bu- bit of a bummer. Cause I mean, and I loved, watching all the animated movies and, and the old TV shows like the George Reeves Superman and right. Uh, I mean, the John Wesley ships flash was on there. And I, I just, I hope all that stuff literally gets migrated over to HBO max. I know certain things aren't on HBO max that are on DC universe, but it's very limited, but mm-hmm. uh, it's again, it's, it's for the people who don't have access to the comic shops. I'm glad that it's still around. And I think it's a good idea. Yeah, I'm one of those people. Like I as you know, I'm not a collector of comics like you are, at least not anymore. As a kid I was, but I stopped for a while and I never really picked back up. But it's for someone like me, I've enjoyed having it for the comics just so I can go like when I hear you guys talk about stuff in our own little chat and I've something I've never seen or didn't read, I can just easily go there and find it and read it. Um, without having to buy the comic book itself. So for me, it's cool. And I was hoping that they would do this when, I mean, the writing was on the wall when they started switching everything over to HBO Max before Mm -hmm. they announced this. Mm -hmm. So for someone like me, who's not going to go back and collect, like I'll buy the the graphic novels of the books I like and all the old stories. If I don't have them, I'll go back and do that. But I'm not going to go surfing through, sifting through um, boxes in a comic shop to find a comic that I like. It's just not something that I, I do anymore. So for me, again, this is cool. I'm glad they're keeping it. I'm glad I'll still have this resource so I don't sound like a. I can read up on the stuff you guys talk about and I don't sound so uh, not so out of the loop. Because seriously, sometimes you guys talk about books I never even heard of and I'm like, okay, and I just kind of tune out. But uh, Let me ask you something. Yeah. When I, when, for me, DC Universe is literally like an app on my Apple TV. So to me, it's literally – like I said, it's it's a lot of just movies and animated and stuff like that. Do you watch it on your television or are you are you reading – are you do you read on your TV or do you read on like a laptop or or an iPad or something like how do you use DC Universe? Yeah, I read I read mostly on my iPad. Um, okay. It's the easiest way to I mean I have it on my phone too, but it's kind of small, so it's smaller, so it's a little bit more and I have to like expand every mm-hmm. every um panel and so I just kind of I get my iPad when I want to read stuff and I I get a yeah I put it on there and that's where I read it and yeah I mean on the iPad it's awesome Uh, it's a really that's a really it's kind of like that's what the Kindle was for when the Kindle first came out and you know so the iPad just kind of has all the same capabilities and it's just really cool Uh, I will say that um some books, I I am the person actually in life who just prefers actually reading a book. So if I have the comic book, I prefer that, of course. Yes. I much prefer turning pages and instead of pushing, I'm touching the screen. But if I don't, um, you know, this is just a great way. It's a great resource for everybody. I mean, even kids, especially kids nowadays who don't 
who aren't as avid to pick up a book and actually read an actual physical book. Um, all kids have their iPads or their, or their um, mm-hmm. phones. And if they want to get introduced into comics or read comics, this service was great, is great for that, for them as well. I, so, think, that, I think my biggest problem was I tried to do it on my television and <laughs> it didn't really work out. I was like, this is weird. And uh, I didn't really give it a shot on the iPad. I should probably do that at some point. But um, I, I think that was my fault. That's, that's strike three on me. I'm already out. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, but someone like you actually has boxes full of comics. Um, it might be cool for you to just have that around too on your iPad to say, I don't want to go looking for a specific one. If they have it on DC Universe, I'll just read it there. No, I'll never say that. No. no? <laughs> no. I, I, I love going to the comic shop. I love sifting through long boxes. I love looking at different covers. I like knowing how much my book is worth. If I own okay. it, I see it on the wall. I see see the price tag. You know, I, I, I nothing for me will ever t- replace the comic book store um, experience. Uh, just my I have friends that work there. I, I have friends that go there and it's just, it's a at main street comics in Milltown, New Jersey is, is that's my family. Those are my guys. Like Mike's great to me, Jackie, they're fantastic people. Uh, Knox, I will, I, I'll never abandon them. You know, even when the store was closed down for the, for the pandemic, I, I bought runs of collected editions just to help him out and, and, and support and just show him some love. Cause he's been good to me for all these years. So I will, I will never abandon my local comic shop. That's not something I do. Um, uh, but uh, I, I could see, like I said earlier, why this would be good for someone who lives in like, I don't know, Anchorage, Alaska. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and as we know, unfortunately, comic book shops probably well, from the pandemic were probably hit pretty hard. Um, I believe and- Garrett said his closed. Yeah, so you, I mean, we might, we don't even know who's going to reopen uh, after when everyone reopens. So we don't even know how that's going to happen. So, um, I mean, I agree with you. If it was, if I'm, if I was a big collector, I'd probably feel the same way. But um, because I'm not anymore, I just, if I can get my hands on it, I'd much rather just read it as fast as I can. So. I'm glad again they're not getting rid of DC Universe. That was my biggest fear was that they were going to do that, and um, the fact that they're keeping it around for comics is great. Like you said, for the people who live in Montana or Alaska <laughs> or like, Long Island, like me, who's yeah. too, too lazy to go to the comic shop, or lazy people like Eric. <laughs> well, uh, Eric's not lazy. Remember, he, he's an old guy. He's got those bad knees from all those all that trotting around uh, West Babylon's uh, baseball field, baseball, football, dude, all I but did it all. Yeah, I'm, I'm glad it's still around. I think I, it's a good thing. It really is, uh, just for everyone involved. Yeah. So, good. Shout out to DC for doing that, for keeping it. Because uh, again, I really thought they were going to get rid of it. I was like, this is not going to last. Um, but they did. The price point. I saw the price point. What they're going to have. Um, the annual subscription is going to be seventy five dollars, or it's going to be eight dollars monthly. Isn't that what it is now? I thought actually you're right. Yes, yes, you're correct. So the price is the same. Yeah, but they're giving a voucher for annual members. So you get – I am actually an annual member, so I will get this voucher. It's a $25 voucher, and then you get a $10 voucher for monthly members. Mm -hmm. Oh, cool. So I'll get the $25. All right, nice. Yeah, yeah. Sweet. So we'll be able to apply that. So that's – at least that's something cool that they're doing to kind of help at least the first year Uh, because if they're going to keep it the same price and you're not getting the same content, that kind of would have been like, okay, what are you trying to do to me here? (laughs) And and I believe they're going to do new comics too, which is, it's not just like, I feel like right now it's a lot of back issues. You know, I feel like it's not like, you know, the, I don't think the comics that came out today are on DC universe right now. I'm pretty sure you're right about that. I don't so think I, they I, are. I believe the new comics will be there as well, which is great too. Cause then it, it kind of justifies, you know? 
Yeah, well, that yes, yeah. If you keep the price and you're getting the the premium, like you know, you're getting the same thing you'd get if you went to a, a shop, then yes, that's a little bit more palatable, I think. Um, and you're not paying for each one either. So I don't know. Maybe they'll do that now. I don't know if they're going to include. Maybe you have to pay for the new ones. We'll see. We'll see how they work that out. But uh, yeah. So on that part's cool though. With the vouchers, they're giving everyone a little bit of a discount who's already been with them from the beginning. Uh, so that's that's pretty awesome. So moving right along, uh, this past Saturday was Batman Day. So I hope everyone out there had a had a glorious Batman Day. I know I bought some back issues of of um, graphic novels that or some back copies of graphic novels that I didn't have or that I had or that got damaged, so I wanted new ones. So I did some of that. I played around obviously with the Wings app where they had Batman Kevin with Kevin Conroy's voice and the Riddler who I whose voice? Do you know whose voice that was? It, uh, I forget his name, but I believe it's the Riddler from the Arkham games. Okay. So yeah, so him uh he was on it too and I played around with that and uh you know, even like I told you before we got on the show, even places I knew where to go to, I I used ways anyway. <laughs> just to, just to hear Batman or the Riddler speak. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, did you do anything special for Batman Day, Pete? I, uh, I bought some back issues. I went to the comic store. I bought, uh, let's see here. I'm trying to find, uh, the, uh, my list here. I can't remember what numbers I, but I bought some old, I, I bought some old Batman issues from like the seventies and stuff. Uh, here we go. So let's see. I bought, I picked up, let's see here. I bought Batman number 318, 319, 320, 323. 334, 326, so just various back issues, stuff like that. Uh, and I, I watched 89. I watched Beware the Batman, which um, I have to – I want to make a confession. I have been for years claiming that the animated show The Batman has been the most underrated animated adaptation of the character. And mm-hmm. I think I'm going to have to give that title to Beware the Batman. Uh, I binge watched probably half the season – and it was just phenomenal. The animation style is so unique and so different. It's uh, it's kind of uh, CGI-ish. It's not like traditional animation, you know? Okay. And uh, it's it's really cool. Alfred, it's a really different take on Alfred, almost more in line with Jeremy Irons than uh, like a Michael Caine. Uh, so it, it's a really good show. And uh, there's one season of it. I believe it's 26 episodes. They canceled it after one season, Cartoon Network. Wow. Hmm. And uh, 20, 22 to 26 episodes. So I, I highly recommend everyone checking that out if you haven't. Uh, I bought mine on iTunes, so I've, I have it like on my Apple TV. It was on DC Universe. I don't know if it still is, but it I was. I don't know if it is. Um, yeah, it was. But it, it's, have you ever watched the show? I haven't. I'm going to have to check. I saw you and Ryan Lauer talking about it, so I'm going to have to check it out. It's really good. Uh, it's really good. Yeah. And uh, it, it's different, um, you know. Uh, Katana's in it, and she's she, okay. You know, she, it, it, there's there's no Robin, unfortunately, because the show got canceled. But uh, <laughs> it's cool. It's it's a nice early stage of Batman, um, and it's it's not really it's crazy. I, Professor Pig's in it, and I love Professor Pig. I think he's in the first episode with his little like mini frog companion, and it, it, it's it's pretty cool. It, it's worth a shot, and that Batmobile is awesome. So when you see that Batmobile, I'd love to hear your thoughts. But it, it's a really cool show. So I I, I did that on Batman Day. Yeah, I'll check DC Universe to see if it's still there. I don't know when they've mo- they're officially moving everything over. It might but, be on uh, HBO Max. 
Yeah, it could be on HBO Max too. So I'll I'll check in one of those two places and see if I can catch it. Uh, I did watch the '89 as well on Batman Day. I figured it was a good day to do it. I hadn't seen mm-hmm. it in a, in a while actually, so I said let me watch it. And I watched um, the Dark Knight Returns animated movie, both part one and two. Oh wow! Was, yeah, that, that's was, a long movie. <laughs> yeah, um, I started and then I, I part one and then I kind of part two started and I was kind of not enough, but I, I made myself stay up to watch it. So I mean, I love the book, I love the movie. So I just, oh yeah, it's great. It's yes, amazing. So I just wanted to spend it because I was sitting there. I remember I was Batman Day, obviously, was Saturday, and I watched college football. So there's things I was watching during the day. And at the end of it, when I was laying down, like, getting ready to go to bed, I'm like, I need to start watching Batman stuff. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So I did. I did 89, and then I did, uh, again, uh, The Dark Knight Returns, part one and two. Um, And you're right. It's a very long movie. It is. It's like a a three-hour – it's like BVS. It's, It's a marathon. Yes, it's a very long movie, but um, again, I just I really really love that book. So anytime, and I had it's another thing I hadn't watched it a really long time. So I'm like, let me watch it, uh, and I did, and um, yeah, that was my Batman Day experience. It was a good Batman so, Day this year. I thought it was a good one. Can it was. I the book the books I bought a um I got three actual I got one hard I got a hardcover for uh the Killing Joke and then I got two softs for the Dark Knight Returns and I'm actually black blanking out on the other one but did I did you get the it. deluxe Killing Joke that just came out yes I did yes oh it's great what else is in there yeah. I haven't opened it yet ooh I haven't opened it yet so when I do I will let you know and then on Comicology, I bought I think I told I spoke to you guys in the chat I bought the Paul Dini Dark Knight um book novel I guess it's okay graphic novel. he yeah. did a novelization yeah. yeah okay cool cool so I read that so I haven't read it yet I started reading it um the fact that it's like a partly autobiographical it turns into a Batman story I'm really interested in reading oh really so it's not a Batman yeah. story it's about him it is a Batman story but it's kind of a goes in he got mugged and it kind of goes hand in hand with that oh that's interesting that's an interesting yeah. take I'm sorry he got yeah. mugged I love yeah. <laughs> I feel bad yeah. it's so almost like, it's almost like the Wayne murders like oh I'm sorry they're dead but I'm so glad they gave me Batman <laughs> Right, yeah, but I mean, if you haven't read it, you probably should. Uh, being a Batman fan, you probably should pick it up and give it a read. Okay, it's, yeah, I'm sure, you'd enjoy it. If Barnes and Noble is open, I'll go check it out. Yeah, <laughs> well, I, we, they might have a copy of it on Amazon, so maybe you want to give it a shot. Okay, uh, see if they have it. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's so those are the things I got. So I'm, you know, I have stuff to read now for a while, which is good. And so anyone out there listening to this, if you want to uh, comment in the comments on iTunes or wherever you listen to us where you can put, leave comments or you want to tweet at us stuff you did on Batman Day, Pete actually had the hashtag on Batman Day for people getting specific mm-hmm. hauls, which was pretty cool. I believe it was um, Batman Day Hall. Yes, I that believe it was. So for Batman Day, but if you missed out and you guys want to tell us what you did on Batman Day, obviously tweet at us or or leave comments on the um, when we post this podcast up, and we can we will read them back next show. We promise. So very very fun day. It was. I enjoyed it. I can't wait till next year's. <laughs> yep, that's one day I think all Batman fans look forward to is Batman Day, obviously, for the really cool deals. I didn't buy any clothes this year. Uh, usually I try and get something, 
um, clothing wise, but I didn't because I bought stuff after Fandom with the Batman. So yeah, same here. I, I I probably would have bought like a pop or something, but I was like, I I did buy those Batman t shirts, right? Yeah, you know, so. yeah. So it's kind of like, all right, l- let me pull back a little bit. You know, Christmas is coming. You're not getting all my money, DC. <laughs> not all of it. Most of it. Not all of it. Yes, this is true. Uh, they do get a lot of my money as well. So I'm gonna hold on to some of it so I have some to spend. <laughs> All right, so really quickly, um, let's announce this now. Let's just talk about it now. So I kind of was hinting towards it just now. We're talking about leaving comments on what you did for Batman Day. Uh, Pete and I are going to start a mailbag. Uh, yeah. I got the mailbag. And uh, where we want to, f- you guys can send us questions about anything. You want to ask us questions about comics. You want to ask us questions about movies. Um, you want to ask us questions about New York. Yeah, or I mean, Pete, or New Jersey for Pete, or you know, ask me I mean, about the specific specific places on Long Island that I've conquered. <laughs> that, I, that I've conquered. Yes, yes. Uh, <laughs> you can ask us anything in the mailbag, and yeah. we will and answer it. Yeah, we're gonna do like a, a mailbag show, and just just a way to get more involved with our fans. So, if you want to reach us at the mail for the mailbag or for anything really, uh, our email address is straightogpodcast at gmail Once again, straightogpodcast at gmail and you know just send whatever comments concerns if you just want to talk about the show or whatever uh, that's how you can reach us so i mean I, i'm looking forward to the mailbag i kind of we kind of got inspired by ryan lauer he's been doing mailbag q a's and we thought it was a good idea to steal so um <laughs> yes <laughs> yeah so our show obviously we have our show is a little more open-ended than his so there's there's many more ways you could questions you could probably ask us uh regarding what we um our show and even if you want to like how we came up with the idea or whatever you want to know about that if you have any personal questions i prefer you not ask them but if there's a personal question you ask and we, we want to answer it we will that's just this is how it goes yeah so again pete gave you the email address if you're in the batman on i'm uh, sorry if, see i'm going to be batman on film wow if you're in the strip of the gotham facebook group you can leave us a question there we will i will post when we're taking questions for the mailbag you can leave us a question there or you can tweet and, us Yep, or you can tweet us at straight underscore o underscore g, obviously, and find so just us there. Do, and uh, just yeah, and if just use the hashtag uh, hashtag sog mailbag, so that'll be the hashtag for Twitter inter- interactions for the mailbag. Straight um, the straight og podcast at gmail dot com is our email address, so we're out there. And as Eric said, you, the Facebook group or a Facebook page, so we'll be checking it all. Uh, make us do our homework, you know, make us chase after those questions. <laughs> yes. Yeah. That's let make us and, and challenge us if you want guys. I, I like, I like when people ask me questions that I can't just answer right away that I might have to actually think about the answer for a little while. <laughs> so people from the tri-state area love confrontation. <laughs> yes, we do. We love confrontation. Uh, we love arguing. So <laughs> hit us up with some fun stuff uh i can't wait and i want to get to know our fans like we want to get to know um what's on your minds and things that um things that you know inspire you or push you or whatever we love we love getting that information so definitely look out for the mailbag it's something that we're excited about and we can't wait to do uh, so I'm going to slide in right here to a couple of news topics that we got recently about female superheroes so First, I will start with 
We're going to venture out of DC for a minute. We're going to go to the Marvel. Yes, we're going to take a step into the universe that Pete loves so much. Uh, (laughs) The Marvel's uh, universe. Don't say it like that. That's like (laughs) I hate it. I don't hate it. I think it's slightly overrated. They're all not amazing. They're good movies. They're just all not as good as Rotten Tomatoes makes them out to be. (laughs) You're, You're correct about that. They are definitely, there's some of them that, even though I like the universe a lot, there are some that I'm kind of like, yeah, it really wasn't that good. Guardians of the Galaxy 2. Yeah, well, that one I hate, period. I don't even want to talk about that. Uh, that one I don't like at all. But um, <laughs> uh, Iron Man 3, another one, yeah, but we won't go there right now. We'll save that for from home. Well, the, no, I like, well, uh, I like it, but you're right. It's over, That one is definitely overrated. I will completely agree. That one is overrated. So, um, yeah, so we're, we're going to talk about uh, a female version of a male character who is very popular in, in the Marvel Universe. That is the Hulk. We have a She-Hulk announcement for the new Marvel series that will be appearing on Disney+. Plus. So She-Hulk has been cast by with Tatiana. Maslani, I believe that's how her name is. If I pronounce it wrong, I apologize. Um, she was on Orphan Black. So, uh, yeah, so we finally have an announcement about this series that we had heard was coming, but we didn't hear anything about. And now we actually have a, a an actress to play the part. So, Pete, what do you think of the casting? And will you watch the show? Uh, this will be the reason why I get Disney plus. Okay. This is the reason why Disney plus is going to get my money, uh, for actually three shows. And one we're going to get into later, but I, I love she Hulk. I love Hulk in general. Like everyone knows I'm like, I'm a big Hulk fan. Yes. And the way that Hulk and the Hulk mythology has been represented in the MCU post Norton has not been very good in my opinion. So this gives us a chance to kind of open the world up and do some things. I think the character of Jen Walters is really interesting. She's a lot different from Hulk. Um, although, like, okay, I haven't seen Endgame yet. I'll come at me. But I haven't seen it yet. But I know that Hulk apparently has a brain and uh, he becomes intelligent. And, you know, uh, but uh, I traditionally, you know, the Hulk is more of a savage beast, whereas Jen Walter is kind of the more intellectual. Correct. You yes. know, she, she keeps her, her consciousness and her intelligence and everything. And she's not as big as Hulk, but uh, I think Jen Walters is a, a really important character. And, and especially now with, you know, with all the female representation, I think it's it's a great addition into the uh, the, the superhero genre. Um, the fact that she's, she's almost kind of like a daredevil. She's an attorney and she likes to help out people and she's, you know, she's always looking out for the little guy so it, it could be a really cool aspect to the show I, i'm really excited to see where they take it and i do think that this could lead into maybe more hulk in general you know like i would i would i would like to see bruce banner a little bit um on right. the show i think that would be interesting they are they are traditionally cousins yes so it would be great to see uh ruffalo appear on the show it'd be it would be cool to see she hulk and the hulk fight side by side i don't know if we're going to do that they're going to do that but that would be fun to do so i think the possibilities are endless but i think this is a great idea i love uh i just actually picked up sensational she hulk number one uh that the series got a it just had a new number one i picked that up today at the comic shop um, and I'm excited. I, I have various She-Hulk books, so I, I'm a big She-Hulk fan. I think She-Hulk's awesome, uh, and I, I can't wait. This is it, it's it's really good news. And uh, this girl appears to be a, a really good actress. She's she's won an Emmy, and yes, uh, so, Orphan Black. Yep. And uh, the writer of the show is the writer from Rick and Morty. So I imagine yes. the show will be very witty. Yep. And uh, very, very self-aware. So, I, I, you know, everything I've read about this, it, it sounds really good. And this is what I was waiting for personally. Like, 
WandaVision looks cool. Uh, uh, Winter Soldier and Falcon looks really cool. But this is this is the when they announced this casting, I was like, oh, cool, this is actually going to happen. You, you yeah. got my money on this one. Yeah, yeah, I agree with almost everything you said. Like you said, she's she won an Emmy for the show Orphan Black, which I've never seen. Um, but obviously, if you win an Emmy, you're pretty good at what you're at your job. And then she's also been on HBO's new Perry Mason show. Yes. Uh, so she's been on that as well. And people, and I know a couple of people who, who watched that show, and so she's did a really good job. Reno so, loves it. Yes, Reno. If we know Reno out there, we know you love it. So uh, you you can let us know about her. And how and no she one's is a harder critic on anything than Reno. Reno might be that, the hardest critic I know on anything, and he loved that. That is yes, that is an understatement. Yes, I would definitely say that she is. De- he is definitely one of the uh, more the harsher critics that I know. Uh, but I mean, he's very particular about things, and I I you know respect to that. That's you know he's particular. He has a certain thing he likes about things, and loves Leto's Joker. Yeah. Yes. Loves Leto's Joker. Like, whew. he said that he can't wait to see him in in Reeves's oh, Bat- Batman trilogy somewhere. Oh, jeez. <laughs> Tangent. <laughs> yeah, we'll go there. But it was you brought up Mark Ruffalo, and it was cool that when she was announced, he actually tweeted, and this is where he said, "Welcome to the family, cuz." Right. So yeah. you said before they're cousins. So he actually gave her that shout out on Twitter and welcomed her to the family. So maybe we will see him. And um, if I'm not mistaken, one of the origins was a blood transfusion. A blood transfusion is the reason why Jen Walters became She-Hulk. So maybe yes. we get Ruffalo in like the pilot or something. I don't know. Or maybe it could be any reason. It's just cool. It's cool to speculate at this point. You know, the ride's more fun than the actual show because now we can guess and everything. It's kind of like a movie. Yeah. But it'd be fun to see where they can do yeah and i'm i'm interested to see this like i really i you know i know i don't know as much about her obviously as i know about the hulk Mm -hmm. but it's cool i like when you have an actual female character that goes like with the actual male character like you have hulk and she hulk so i actually like that that don't say that to david goyer oh man david goyer (laughs) david goyer (laughs) at one point he was like who is she hulk it's like it's an excuse to have the the Hulk have someone to sleep with, and it's like, dude, oh, cousins. oh yeah, David Gore. David Gore went off on She Hulk or whatever. He, he's a he's a weird guy, great writer, weird guy. Yeah, he is a weird guy. The, the, we know about some of the stuff he's said in the he's past. He's an interesting dude. He's a definitely an interesting man. But yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I'm looking forward to a lot of the Disney Plus um shows that Marvel has coming. So we're, again, we're going to discuss WandaVision in a little while. I want to ask but, you one question. Go ahead. How do they bring She Hulk? to the screen is it cgi ruffalo norton <laughs> or the way i wanted to be done frigno baby i would love like i, I don't know there's got to be someone in the WNBA who's like seven feet tall and jack <laughs> somebody one of the amazons from justice league and one woman you know like can we paint her green uh, to me that would be cool i'd be down for it i know eric doesn't want it but i think nostalgia's in retro's in uh, if we can just do the wig better than Ferrigno had, that, that's my main request. But I thought Ferrigno looked great. I love it. I still, when I watch that show, I I never. It's not cringe. I, I think it's really cool, and it's. I like the practicalness of it. Uh, Eric, time out. Know? Time out. The show is cringe because it was in the seventies. So it, that, there's always a cringe show's level not, element. It's not cringe. <laughs> it's dated. It's not cringe. <laughs> but no, I mean. I was, we were joking about this on Twitter the other day when you first started saying it and we were going back and forth. But I personally, if if they can make it look cool, I have no problem with it being a person. Well, also, just because, like, you know, like, 
and we're going to get this, but like on Supergirl, Martian Manhunter isn't really in the show a whole lot because of how much it costs to bring the Martian Manhunter to life. But, you know, John Jones is is there. He's, he's right. always there. Majority of the time, uh, what's his name? David Hardwood. You, you'll see his face. And uh, they do that because it's it, it costs a lot of money to bring a, a green alien to life for a television show. Right. So I'm wondering yeah. if that'll play a factor. Well, this has HBO's budget, not CW's budget. So I'm hoping. Is that what Disney Plus has? They have a they have an HBO budget. I uh, yeah. Sorry, my fault. But this is okay. It's Disney's budget. There we go. This is Disney's budget and not CW's budget. So let's hope that that makes a difference. Um, obviously, we know with all the show that that um, shows that have been on so far um, with the Mandalorian. Did Agents uh, of Shield have good CGI? I didn't watch any of that show. Um, I'm trying to think. Yeah, it wasn't too bad. It was better than it was definitely better than what I, I've seen on the CW. Let me put that put it that way. Um, so I think we'll see. Too hard on the CW. We'll see. Well, we'll get there in a minute. We'll see about what's what how it goes. But I, if again, if it look if it can look cool and not look cheesy, I'm fine with the, keeping it as a human being. Mm-hmm. That's fine. I'm just worried that it's going to look cheesy. Um, I don't know because traditionally, like I said, like She Hulk is not en- as enormous as the Hulk. You know, like. Right from Angley's Hulk in, until what from what I've seen in, in uh, Infinity War, the Hulk is is monstrous, stories tall, you know, enormous. Yeah. I think She Hulk, I think She Hulk tops out at like seven feet. I think you can get away with like a six eight woman playing She Hulk. Okay, so well, if they can, again, if they can, it looks good. Then let's do it. Let's see it. I don't anticipate that being the case, but. We'll see what happens because it's true. It's always better when it's a human or like a real thing as opposed to CGI. CGI, again, has changed the game in a lot of ways and it's allowed us to do things with characters that we never could have done before. But as most people, I think, prefer to have an actual human being in in these roles. So, but we'll see what happens. So keeping along the the super the female superhero um, theme. Yes, theme. I'm sorry. Thank you, Pete. Uh, we got news today, actually, that Supergirl, speaking of the CW, uh, from the CW, will be ending with season, with the upcoming season six on the CW, which is kind of weird to me because um, they kind of hinted that she was going to be a big part of the new way they were going. Um, yeah. Um, the Hollywood Reporter had an article on this, and I read it, and it seemed to be a ratings thing. It just seemed that people weren't right. tuning in. And... Uh, I believe the CW, Benoist, and everyone else involved just collectively came to the decision that, like, let's just have a final chapter. Let's have, I believe, an extended final season, and let's just end on a high note, and that'll be it. Instead of, you know, just kind of ending on a cliffhanger or just canceling or whatever. So let's let's give her, let's give Kara and National City, you know, their their farewell, their bon voyage season. And um, I'm bummed out because I actually just finished season four. I'm a season behind. I was going to start mm-hmm. season five tomorrow. Um, and actually, Eric, I think you'd, I've, I mentioned this year. I think you'd actually dig the political vibe of season four. Um, okay. It's about two years old. So it really digs in deep to those those themes of politics that were really rocking the country hard. Um, so some people – I know some people had issues. That a lot of people claim that Supergirl was too woke for them. Uh, I didn't get that vibe, but I, I did enjoy it. Uh, season one was a little bit of a bubble, uh, too bubblegummy for me, uh, but I thought once it moved to the CW, it got a lot better. 
Uh, I'm a little upset. I, I enjoy the character of Kara Zor-El. Um, she's one of my favorite uh, characters dating back to the Jeff Loeb, Michael Turner reintroduction to her in Batman Superman 15, I believe. Uh, when she came back, uh, her and her ship crashed in Gotham Harbor. But uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, Benoist had a, a wonderful love letter, just thanking fans and just saying how, you know, Kara kind of empowered her and f- helped her find strength she didn't have and how she's lucky enough to just inspire young girls and women across the country with this with this character. And uh, it, it, it's sad because I, I love Kara. Kara doesn't even have a comic book out right now. Um, mm-hmm. She was one of the, the casualties uh, post-virus during the mm. virus and now uh i don't know when she's going to come back to publication but uh it, it was a good run six i think six seasons for supergirl is pretty good you know not everyone's gonna the flash and arrow you know they, they have the, the double digit seasons i believe they're into mm-hmm. or we're into uh that's impressive i mean i don't know how many shows run for 10 years you know close to a decade outside of like friends you know it's true so it's true i think that's pretty impressive uh and you know this could be good for other shows. Maybe Black Lightning moves into more of a primetime slot instead of being a little bit later in the uh, uh, later in the evening as it was before. Right. Uh, but I'm excited or maybe Superman and Lois takes that sh- uh, slot. But also, like, this might not be the end of, of Supergirl. Like, I'm sure she'll cameo in, in Superman yeah. and Lois. She's got a good relationship with The Flash. I'm sure she'll make a cameo appearance in there. So this, this isn't the end. It's just kind of – she's not going to be around as much. And uh, – uh, I'll miss it. I enjoyed the show. It was probably my, my second. Supergirl rivaled Black Lightning as my f- second favorite CW show behind The Flash. So I will miss it. But like I said, I have six seasons to enjoy. I'm going to start season five. And from what I've heard on the internet, season five was really good. So uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I'm sure, like, like you said, I'm sure they'll bring her back for if they do a crossover, um, another crossover event. I'm sure they'll bring her back. She's still, She's still in a lot of ways like – has a huge presence and is very important to the CW mm-hmm. slate. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I do, like I said, I don't, I didn't like the show. I don't particularly care for her, for Melissa Benoist acting as well as the rest of the cast. It was weird that I actually, I watched season one and I thought the best part of it was Callista Flockhart's character who was not on it after season one. Well, that's because they moved from LA to Vancouver and Callista, yeah. didn't, she didn't move. She lives in LA. Right. So like that, that was something that even though I didn't like, I thought she was good. And then uh, when I saw that she wasn't, I tried to give it a couple times to give it another shot. It's just, it wasn't for me. But, and so I, I feel bad for people like you and other people who were enjoying it and thought it would be go- um, ongoing because I really thought that when Arrow ended and the way they ended the crossover, that she was going to have a big part going forward. Yeah. I mean, she was more prominent than Superman, <laughs> you know? So I thought that she would have a much more, uh, a lasting vibe, but like you said, she, you know, the fans weren't feeling it, and unfortunately, in television, ratings are all that matters. I, I see. So. I think the fans were feeling it. I just don't think the GA was feeling it. Well, that's I, what I mean. They probably had yeah. similar thoughts too. But you know, you know, it, it's cool because we did end up did getting a Superman show out of this. Like, I, yes. I know that's not yes. the objective of that show is to promote Supergirl, but we did get Tyler Hoechlin Superman, which I do enjoy, and uh, I think he's a tiny Superman, but I, I enjoy Tyler Hoechlin Superman. <laughs> Um, I'll miss it. But like I said, like, I don't think this is the end. I think she'll pop up here and there. Um, yeah. You know, she's, just, you know, it's kind of like your best friend who moves away. You're not going to see him that much, but she'll be around a little bit. 
Yeah, I, I mean, I definitely do think they'll keep her over, as long as she's willing to pop in and play the role every once in a while, which I don't see why she wouldn't be. Um, I'm sure they'll keep her around, and she'll be definitely be someone um, that they can go to who has somewhat of a following. And again, it's a, it's a female superhero, so I kind of like when little girls have a chance to watch yeah. superheroes that we all, um, we since it's probably predominantly men in this industry and and with heroes, it's kind of nice when um, the females get a get a TV show in a role. So in that in that vein, it's kind of sad. But Batwoman's back. It's a new Batwoman too. So you know we'll have her. The CW um, slate's full, man. They're they're not yeah. really. I know yeah. they lost they lost arrows is. Arrow's a different show now, right? Isn't it? Yeah, it's Canaries or something like that. Yes, yeah, it's it's his daughter okay. who's taking over and the Canaries. So, so they're only that. they're only losing one show, which will be Supergirl. Yeah, pretty much from yeah. from what I know oh. for at least right now. Um, I mean, Legends is still going, right? You have the Flash, you have Black Lightning. Um, so the shows that ended um, on the CW this at last year were the original hour, obviously with um, Stephen Amell. Uh, Supernatural, which and the 100 were the three shows that ended on the CW. So, and now we'll have Supergirl for next year. So, I do hope it's a good final season for you, Pete. I know you like the show, so I hope you get a good. Uh, and for everyone else out there who likes the show, I really hope you get a good final season. I remember how I felt when Arrow was announced, and it was my favorite CW show. And yeah. um, I was just hoping for a good final season, and that's what I got. So, I hope that you guys get the same thing. And I hope for all the fans out there who enjoy Supergirl. No, hopefully we'll see her again. Hopefully she's on. Back. She's on Netflix, so she she's not she's not gone forever. Yes, you, know, exactly. you can watch the first five seasons on Netflix. Yeah, the power of streaming now that we have, <laughs> you can watch these shows as long as they're still there. So, a very very um, you know, somber but cool that we can still watch Supergirl. So. So switching back, we did Marvel. We went back to DC. Now we're going to bounce back to Marvel really quickly. Um, we're all got, over the place today. Jeez, I know we are. But we're, but hey, we're 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 paying the whole genre attention. So Pete and I are showing that we're not just DC, although we're basically DC. We're we do like Marvel stuff, and we're going to talk about that as well. So what I want to where we're going with this is we got a teaser trailer for the WandaVision show that is going to be on Disney Plus. So, Pete, I'll let you lead with this. What were your impressions from the trailer? And again, how? what's your anticipation? And obviously, will you watch? WTF. I have <laughs> no idea what is going on. This show looks insane. It looks like Doom Patrol mixed with Pleasantville without the sex and cursing. Like it just, it looks like an insane wild ride. I have no idea what to expect. It, it it's bonkers, man. I mean, it, I, I, I loved the trailer, the black and white vibe, um, just Wanda and vision, just like kind of being like, what's going on. You know, it, it was crazy to me. Like, I, I don't know what really to make out of it. I don't know where it's going. So like, it, it's just, it's, I'm all of my interest is because all I have are questions. I know nothing about this. Yeah, like I'm kind of there with you. And I obviously I have more um, in tune with the MCU because I pay more attention to you do. And I'm even in the same boat. I'm like, I really am going to be surprised where they take this. People have ideas out there. I really don't. I'm trying to stay away from that too. I want to be shocked when this comes on. Mm -hmm. And I want to just be it to yeah. be a very raw emotion for me mm -hmm. without reading into what other people think may be happening, how it ties into everything else. But just the whole vibe, it's like 50s TV show vibe-ish, and then um, they seem to be transported somewhere into the future, 
and they play different characters like looks like i love lucy or yeah. i have no idea like it's but really it's, crazy you get that like old school like i said pleasantville but like leave yes i love lucy like bewitched it's got that old 60s tv vibe to it yeah you know? it does and obviously we know these are superheroes so it's gonna have that element somewhere in the show i can't imagine it won't uh but Man, the trailer again, like you had said before, uh, before we came on, and you might have said it just now too, with how it's like kind of could be their version of Doom Patrol, yeah, it looks um, bonkers. right? Yeah, it very well could be, uh, because the they didn't give away much, which I liked as well. They kind of kept it on the same level, like okay, it could be this, it could be that, like people who are really thinking about it. I haven't heard anyone give me like a definitive, yeah, I think this is what they're doing, and again, I'm trying to stay away from that. So, but the trailer was bananas and I did I did notice one more thing as I mean I don't know if you did you see um Infinity War? I did see I haven't seen Endgame. Endgame's Endgame and Captain Marvel I haven't seen yet. Okay, so in in Infinity War, obviously we know in from Age of Ultron and then from uh, Civil War, Wanda's accent was there. And then in Infinity War it kind of wasn't it was kind of waning, and really? now in this, it's gone. Like you, <laughs> when she speaks in the trailer, I don't hear it at all. I don't hear the Russian accent. Yeah, so and she doesn't um, like accents. Like uh, Black Panther <laughs> never had a Russian accent, and it drove me nuts. I know it's I know. driven me absolutely insane, especially since her movie takes place, I believe, in Russia. <laughs> Yes. So if we ever see it, yes. I don't know if that's like the thing where like Scar Joe was like, no, I'm not doing that. I'm gonna sound like an idiot. <laughs> I have no idea, but she doesn't have a Russian accent and it's always bothered me. I think they might have they might not have done it because of her being premiering in Iron Man Two and the role where she has to play kind of like this just IT chick. Okay, she's gonna be a spy, she should learn how to change her voice. That's true. That's a good point. That is a very good point. I mean, Bale, I know this is different, but like Bale talks talks like an American during his entire press run for Batman. Yep, yep he did. Um, yeah. Uh, Cyborg on Doom Patrol is actually British. I had no idea he was British until like a couple of days ago. Yeah, fandom. Me neither. Yeah, I had no idea. I was like, holy cow. Yeah. You know, that took me for so like, you know, it, it can be done. You know, it can, you can like pretend to have an American accent and get pulled off. Uh, I don't know, but I think that's a drop a, a drop ball by the MCU. Well, it could be. I mean, that's a you know, it's a fair point. It's something I thought about in the beginning too. I was like, why doesn't she have an accent? Like she's Russian, but yeah. I, I'm just assuming the decision was made, or maybe they tried it and she just couldn't do it. So they were just like, well, we won't do it then. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> oh come on, you're not going to recast her. I know. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been cool if they recast her with the girl who plays her sister because she has an accent yeah, it would have been cool if, doesn't yeah. David Harbour pretend to have uh, yes, a he does. accent he does, he I, does. I guess I guess Scarjo has a lot more pull than I thought <laughs> yeah again maybe they tried with her and they were just like it doesn't sound good so we're not gonna do it I don't know but it's a fair point it is a very fair point so where are we going? For, where would this come from? This conversation, I'm completely lost. We're <laughs> uh, talking about Wanda, Wanda's accent being missing in the. Yes, trailer. yes, okay, and there's something I brought up too. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, it was weird that now she doesn't have one at all. Like when I watch the trailer, she's just speaking perfect English. I'm like, okay, well, I'm gonna have to rewatch Ultron. I actually like Age of Ultron. It's actually my favorite Avengers movie. Yes, uh, mostly because I think I actually think while Ultron's slightly slightly different from his counterpart, I think James Spader 
is kick ass in that. Yes. Yes. So, uh, and at first I didn't like it. Um, but as I've actually gotten older, uh, and it's grown on me a lot and I actually like it. And I, I, and I think this show is going to drive me. I've had, I've had no desire to see Endgame after seeing Spider-Man web shoot on top, uh, web shoot to nothing. It kind of like took me out of it. And that's why we all know my hard stance on MCU Spider-Man. And yes. so this will probably be the driving force for me to finally see, uh, Endgame, just so I'm I'm not out of the loop, and I'm like, okay, so this is that left off, and I guess this is where this continues from, correct? If nothing else, I think you'll leave, which is pretty much what I left Endgame thinking like that. It was really damn impressive what they did and how they tied everything up. Once you see it, you'll see I, what I mean. I'm not the biggest fan of the Russos, you know, so we'll see. No, they they did a they did a really good. You're not gonna. I already know you're not gonna like the Hulk, but <laughs> but other than that. I mean, the, the guys who directed you, me, and Dupree. Oh, God. Well, they are. Hey, what? They don't get your Italian love? Your fellow Italian love? <laughs> I don't think they're Sicilian. I don't think they're Sicilian. <laughs> know. They might be from Sardinia. So it's like, <laughs> no one likes that part of Italy. I, I, if they're not, I'm just going to pretend like they are. This way I have an excuse not to like them. Nice. And that's a joke. Oh. Like, okay. All right. Come at me, Twitter troll. <laughs> Dude, you like Winter Soldier. Guess who did it? I know, I know. I love Winter Soldier. I do, I do. I don't like the way I don't like their fight choreography too much, or how they. Sh- I, I got that's a different show. Oh, where's Reno? Reno. <laughs> their fight choreography of that movie was excellent. What are you telling me? They shoot it. It looked too. Uh, I don't know. I just didn't like how with crossbones and everything. It was just weird to me. I, okay. I, I, I didn't appreciate it. All right, that's a different show. That's a different show. But this yeah, is, welcome to the tangent show. Yes, <laughs> but yeah. So WandaVision, we're both anticipating it. We both can't wait to see it. Uh, and again, I hope it is like the show we're going to talk about now, which of course is Doom Patrol season two. So a couple of episodes ago, I think we talked about you hadn't see, you still hadn't watched through season two, but now you're caught up. All done. Um, so um, wow. just a real quick synopsis. What did you think of Doom Patrol season two? Um, and are you obviously you're anticipating season three i'm sure oh man was that thing heavy right really dug into relationships and personal struggle and you know i i felt like rita kind of got the short end of the stick because they jumped into dorothy and cyborg and cliff and trainer and and the chief and it it got really really personal i mean larry and his family i was i was heartbroken you know they they he comes back into the full like you find out your 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 father is dead and then you you try to get him arrested by the by the alien police and it's mm-hmm. you know and then and then because of that he ends up getting his grandson shot and it's just the struggle and turmoil and then everything I didn't even mention Jane oh my god everything going on with Jane was insane a poor baby doll and the candle maker was frightening man yes frightening. and like yes. in the in the finale when Rita was talking to like her paper mache like imaginary that was like that was like that disturbed me and then everything with uh jane and the well too i was so just i can't believe where they went with it just really shocking stuff i mean and you shouldn't be surprised because the show is insane and then they get funny moments like when <laughs> when cliff is just pissed off because the chief shot him out of a rocket in space and he gets stuck in like that warehouse parking lot and you get that you get like that you know typical millennial douche vaping right yeah and what about what was the what was the uh, the 70s show that they did with uh oh yes yeah, uh, uh, borg and bees 
or something yep. like that. <laughs> that was great. That yep. really was. And uh, oh, really so big. good. Oh, and everything with the the scants was so interesting. That whole episode was really cool. Uh, yes. Just, wow. And, and Miranda and everything. Jane psychologically, uh, just everything was phenomenal. I just I love what they're doing. Um, I can't wait to see season three. Uh, we, we mentioned that like uh, it, it, the show got cut short because of the pandemic, so the cliffhanger ending. Yeah, but, like, I was, I was, I was like, wow, I'm just, I'm so ready. I cannot believe how much I love this show. It has left such a positive vibe on me. It's left such a great impression on me. I, I, I literally, it, it's, it's one of my favorite pieces of superhero or comic book content ever. Um, I, I have to go out and read the Grant Morrison run. Um, I know I'll probably be confused because Grant Morrison confuses the hell out of me. <laughs> but I am so into Doom Patrol. I love everyone involved. I think the cast is great. I, I can't say enough of good things about it from Danny to Dorothy. It's it's just a, a wonderful, wonderful show about family and, and relationships when it comes down to it. Yeah, it's really a show about the most – messed up family that you could ever imagine and uh you know they're just them just working through their problems i mean the guy it you know the guy that they all looked looked up to and thought was this great guy turned out being the reason why they're all in the situation that they're in yeah so, it's so heavy you know like it is a very heavy show but then you get episodes like sex patrol um oh my that god was, that was nuts yeah that was like a crazy crazy episode and i'm watching it i'm like what the hell? At times, I feel like I was watching like Skinamax. I know, I know the whole thing with Flex um, and Rita. What was going yeah. on in the room? And- I love Flex. Flex is amazing. Going back yeah. to season one, he is he is one of my favorite characters on that show. Yeah. So the, I mean, again, we all knew from season one the se- the show was crazy, and I was I hated the finale in season one. I was really let down. So that yeah. So when we got to season two, and I started, I mean. It really, really got even darker than I thought it would go. Like, it really was a dark um, season. They really but upped the Annie. They did. And I don't want to give away too much. Like, I don't like, I don't, I mean, obviously, we spoiled some of it, just a few things. I don't like talking too much in depth because I know there are probably all people for a while. Like, our it's reviews for a while. Our reviews a little late. <laughs> yeah, it is a little late, obviously. It, it, I think in the middle of the summer it ended, I want to say. Um, no, it ended August. So it ended the end of the summer. So, um, but yeah, like how it ended and um, where we're going from there and the whole thing with Dorothy, um, that whole relationship with Dorothy and then Dorothy with Jane when she's baby doll and this, this show is so, it's like a, it's such Cliff a huge daughter. Oh my yep, God. Cliff with his yeah, daughter. Um, like, you, like you mentioned, Larry and his kids when he finds his kids and and then my favorite character on the show, which I never thought I'd say, is actually Elastigirl, um, Rita Farr. I just I love how April Bowlby plays her. Yeah, um, she's excellent, and she's just she's the one person on the show who, when you think about her backstory, and you really just focus on how messed up like her mother was. Obviously, we saw and and where why she's so kind of vain and the person she is and yeah. and really it's just all defense mechanism for her. She's really just this really broken person, and she plays it so well. And I I don't know everything about this show is just really really well done, and the acting on this show it's arguably for comic book shows it's arguably the best acted 
comic book show I've ever watched. Uh, I think it is uh, by yeah. far, uh, really. Yeah, so I enjoy this show. I'm so happy that they're doing they're extended it. Obviously, now it's going to HBO Max. I'm hoping with the like I said with the HBO label, they even push it further. Like, you know what? Give me make this be that one show where you can do that. Obviously, we saw with Watchmen uh, when we we got Watchmen from HBO how great that was with a comic book, um, mm-hmm. you know, from a from a graphic novel comic book um, from DC. So we got that. Um, so if we can push, if all the shows going there now, they can push the envelope a little more and even go further with that and make them a little bit more. Uh, obviously, I don't know how, how much more dark you can make Doom Patrol, but uh, <laughs> you know, just make them a little bit more adult. Uh, I'm all for it. So I can't wait for the next season. I can't wait for the next season in all these shows. Titans, the same thing, which apparently I just saw the news. It got picked up for season four. That's great. So, so Titans is moving, you know, in that direction. So, and I thought, I think Titans will benefit the most from the move to HBO max, not to get off topic here, but I felt like at times Titans kind of got off the rails. I think Doom Patrol has probably been the most consistent show by DC with a DC label on it. Like I just from season one to season two, I don't think it's skipped a beat. I think it's only gotten better. Yeah. And I, well, the whole thing, <laughs> the whole thing with Titans in season one, they kind of ended it at a place where you were kind of like, huh? <laughs> because, yeah, but they also you know, changed it from the original ending, and it's because we we all saw that public uh, that stunt photo with Batman and the two Robins. So think things of I don't I think Titans may suffer from too many cooks in the kitchen. Personally, well, I hope not because I really enjoy it. And uh, again, it was I just think it has a problem with finales. <laughs> I didn't like the finale of either season. Not to go off on a Titans tangent, but. Overall, I enjoyed it, but I think Doom Patrol is so much better. Doom Patrol is better. It is a better show. I like Titans more just because I like the hero aspect of it more, but Doom Patrol is a better show. I mean, a live-action Nightwing, it's kind of hard for me not to enjoy that. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, we're going to get more of it now. We're going to get more of that. So we'll see that, and we're getting – it sounds like we're getting Red Hood. Again, we're not going to go on to Titans, but uh, Tangent, but we're getting that. So it's going to be interesting um, with all the pro- – obviously, the properties going to HBO Max. So Doom Patrol, Titans, um, Harley Quinn. So all these shows, you know, moving to HBO Max, I'm happy. The, the most interesting thing I actually found out about uh, Doom Patrol from fandom was that um, Brendan Fraser isn't Robot Man. He just voices Robot Man. Yes. I didn't know that. I was like, "Wow, you could have." And they do this, and Matt Bomber does the same thing with Negative Man. He only plays Scarred Negative Man and voices Negative Man. And then there's a there's another actor in the suit when he's yep. bandaged up. And I always want. I kind of wonder why. You know, I, I just think it's an interesting way to kind of go about that role. Both of them. It could be makeup. It could be because of the makeup is so tough for Bomber with. Um, I just wonder why Bomber can't be in. I, I, no, I get like he. No, he is the scarred one. But I'm just wondering like why Bomber can't be the bandaged. Like why can't they be in the suit? Like why can't Bomber be under the bandages? And why can't Brendan Fraser be in the suit? But I, I don't know. But uh, I mean, the, the body actors are phenomenal. I, right. I would never guess that they're played by two different people. You know. Right. I, I obviously those guys. That's what they do. They're, they're body actors, right? Yeah. So I'm obviously, but you know, I you're right. I knew that um, that Brendan Fraser didn't play robot man but i didn't know about negative man oh so you're the opposite of me yeah yeah. okay cool yeah i didn't know about that like i didn't know that he was that matt bomber was not under the the 
and it, there is something about hearing Brendan Fraser just curse like a truck driver that makes me belly laugh. And like, I got a belly, so like, that's a big <laughs> laugh. So, like, so like, when, he, especially in like the last couple of episodes, when he when he gets shot out of space and he's like walking down the road and it's just f bomb after f bomb, I'm like I'm like chuckling yeah. like I just finished watching Happening in Costello. You know, <laughs> <laughs> there's something about watching the guy from the Mummy curse that makes me laugh. Yeah, he uh, he's got that really nasally voice to begin with. Yeah. So when you hear him cursing, it does kind of take you to a place. He just sounds like he's whining all the time, which when you look at him, like the when you see him in this robot, he's kind of a big guy. Yeah. And you hear the whining, it is funny. It's and very I, funny. I love it with the leather jacket and everything. Like, I love the look of Robot Man. I mean, yeah. everything about the show I love. And uh, I mean, yeah. it's it's a phenomenal show. If you haven't if you haven't watched it, I highly recommend you do. I'm someone who hasn't read any any issues of Doom Patrol? Doom Patrol. It, uh, this is my first exposure to it, mm-hmm. and I, I'll tell you what. I, I every day I'm in the comic book shop. Every every Wednesday or Tuesday when I'm in there, uh, I see I see that that uh, that collected it, those that Morrison run on the on the bookshelf of Doom Patrol, and it it takes a lot of willpower for me not to buy that. You know, You're eyeing it. Yeah, I, dude, I've been eyeing it for a while. I'm gonna pull the trigger, but um. Yeah, uh, it's it's phenomenal. I love the show, and uh, I, I'm appreciative of it because it also it it is introduced me into new characters. It introduced right. me to new things that I want to read, and that's that's the greatest thing about uh, having our comic books adapted to television is just the wider audience and just exposure. Because I can only read so much, but you know, every once in a while, I do sit down to enjoy a, a solid uh, DC TV show or Marvel TV show. Yeah, no, and it, you know, and like you said, you didn't know much about it, and then you watched the show, and now you want to read the comic. So, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, it it has the reverse effect. A lot of times, it's the other way. Obviously, you read the comic, a movie comes out, a show comes out, you want to watch the show to see how it matches yeah. up. You have the the reverse effect with this, which is awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I again love the show. I loved season two. Um, I can't wait to see what happens next year. Uh, you know, any more Timothy Dalton acting is always a good thing. So. Oh man, <laughs> I'll tell you what, man. How we never got a Timothy Dalton Alfred is beyond me. Crazy, right? Crazy. I mean, who knows? No. Uh, whoever whoever picks up the the reins after Matt Reeves, fingers crossed, it's Timothy Dalton. Dalton will be what by then, though? Uh, Alfred's old. Dick, he can make it work. <laughs> well, as long as he's in good shape. Then- yeah. Sure. I mean, dude, he's been sitting around in a chair these past two seasons. So I know. (laughs) I know. Not not that much stress. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, this is again. The Dalton interview was really good from Fandom, where he just talked about his his. If you got, you can't go back and watch it, but he just talked about like the the method of acting and how he goes about acting and how every every character is like their own thing and how he approaches yeah. it every day. It, it was yeah. it was fascinating to listen to a man of his caliber talk about his craft. And as bad as I just explained how he did it, it, it really was a, a treat. <laughs> so he did it much better than I did, but it, it was such a treat to listen to him talk about just acting in, in general because he's such a phenomenal actor and probably w- what the most underrated Bond of all time. Yeah. He is. Yeah. Uh, most people will tell you that he's definitely the most underrated Bond uh, that we've had. So, but yeah, you're right. He's just he's awesome to just listen to talk about the craft. It's something um, you could tell that he 
in his career, he's uh, he's played a lot of different parts and something he knows very mm-hmm. very much about. So you're right. And Again, that was, any, when he was cast, I was like, that was I was like, this is going to be great to get that guy on this show. Yeah, he wasn't. Yeah. He didn't play him on the the Titans show though. They had the when they introduced the Doom Patrol season one, it wasn't Timothy Dalton. Who was it? I don't remember. I don't remember who it was, but it wasn't him. I'll have to go I back and that. watch that now. So, but yeah, well, the, the body actor was different for Negative Man too. He's different on the on the when they were introduced in Titans, uh, at, from when he is in Doom Patrol. It's it's a different guy, so they changed that. So there was a little bit of a difference there. Yeah, but that's just something I remembered. Like I remember he wasn't the guy. He wasn't um, the chief in that episode. Okay, so. I'm gonna have to check that out. I don't remember that. But I'm glad he is now because that's again he's one of the he's one of the the I mean the show is so well acted all over but he's obviously one of the best. Yes, um, I so. agree. It's great. It's a real treat. Yep, I enjoy it. Again, more Doom Patrol. I'm happy we're getting more of these shows. I'm happy that HBO Max picked them up, and I'm happy that we're going to get more of them going forward, and probably different shows from that. So we'll see what happens. But, I'm pumped. Yeah, me too. So we're definitely well, spoiled. We're spoiled DC fans. Well, we're spoiled comic book fans, period. Like we you are. think about the age we're in um, when it comes to movies and shows, even with Star Wars for me, like I, I have to say when they did the Clone Wars after the Clone Wars TV um, cartoon ended, I didn't think we'd get anything else there. Yeah. Um, and then they did Rebels and then obviously the, the sequel trilogy and we have the Mandalorian and there's an Obi-Wan show um, coming. So like, there's a lot. I, we're just a re- in a really a spoiled time for yeah. people like us, right? To- uh, uh, you know, well over, uh, not well over, but a little over a decade now. I mean, since uh, you know, I always go back to it. 2008 really changed everything. Yep. You know, uh, Dark Knight, and the, you know, as much as I don't like Iron Man, he uh, he really changed the game. The two of them yep. together, uh, you know, and uh, you know, it's really been nothing cool, but yeah. amazing content since then. We've been very fortunate. Coming, you know, it, it almost to the point where there's almost too much content to the, you know, like like I said, I just finished season four of Supergirl. You know, I've got I've got to I've got to watch Watchmen. You know, like I've got to catch up on I got to catch up on this stuff because there's yeah. there's so much content. I'm a season behind on Black Lightning too, and just there's so much. Like I can't remember a time when our stuff was this popular. You know? Nope. I mean, I've always in my life, for the most part, I've always had some comic book character show. Like I had Wonder Woman and with Wonder Woman. Not there. And, no, Dude, but nothing like this. CW nope. is DC TV. Yep. <laughs> you know? No, when I was a kid, like when I was a kid, even movies wise, when I was a kid, we had Superman. That was pretty much it. But then, you, yeah, you had Superman. Then you had to wait till eighty nine, so you had to yep. wait nine years. Yeah. So even like that's what I had. Like I had, you know, when did Superman two come out? I think Superman 4 was the last one, and I want to say that came out in 85. Okay, so we had a couple Superman movies in between that and 89, yeah. I remember, because Superman was definitely around the – but yeah, but he was the only guy in the 80s who yes. was on the, on the silver screen. Yes, yeah. There was no one else. I mean, yeah, there was no – it was 1987, Superman 4 came out. So, yeah, so between there and then two years till 89. Man, and obviously – we're lucky Superman four didn't kill eighty nine in general. Wow. <laughs> well, I think thanks, Mister Uslan. Yeah, right. Yes, thank you, Mister Uslan. But I think because um, just I think how eighty nine came together. I don't want to go off on that's a whole other show. But I think just how it all came together was just a perfect storm. Yeah. Um, so, but thank God it did because again that was the first serious take um, after Superman. You had the bat. You had Batman, and then. Um, 
you know, we, we've gotten that movie changed things too. Like it kind of showed Batman in a different light because most people at that point knew him from the show, the 66 show. Pow, zap, and wham. So, yep. So, again, that's a different topic for a different time, but we are living in the golden age of, of I just want to say, superhero fantasy uh, television and movies, and it's great. Um, I know, I have a feeling eventually it's going to come to an end. I just hope it's not for a while. All good so, things come to an end. And yep. right now, this is as good as it gets, so. Yeah. And we're always, like you said, we'll always have streaming and DVD and Blu-ray yep. and <laughs> all that stuff. So, yeah, sorry, guys, we're going to off on a little bit of a tangent here, but uh, we are going to end the show now, so we won't bore you anymore with our <laughs> our rants. Our rants, yes, we will not bore you anymore. So, Pete, have you done anything outside of Straight of Gotham that you want to talk about? Uh no, I, I no nothing. I, I've already. <laughs> I, it's all been said. It's all been said. Uh, I just got plugs. All I got are plugs. That's it. Okay. Plugs. So follow me on all social media: Twitter, uh, Vero, Instagram. At Pete Illustrated, uh, follow our show handle on Twitter and Instagram, straight underscore O underscore G. Um, follow our YouTube page, uh, Straight Out of Gotham, for Iceberg Lounge uh, updates and just uh, podcast updates and stuff. And just you know, just interact on Twitter and you know, don't forget uh, to review our show, rate it on iTunes, to enter in our monthly contest. The September contest is ending soon, so please submit your uh, your reviews, good or bad. You know, if you want to, if you if you're going to roast us. You better do a good job because if it's worthy, I'll read it. You know, hell yes. Like I said, we uh, we love confrontation uh, on this side of the country, so uh, bring it on. You know, Donald Trump's from New York, so we 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 oh, we, we love confrontation. Uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, uh, Eric, take it away because I forgot where I was. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, as, as Pete said, follow the show handle straight underscore O underscore G on Twitter. We both monitor it, so you it does you take a chance and. You never know who's going to answer. It could be Pete. It could be me. Can you uh, guess? And we're not going to tell you who, which is the fun part. We just will leave that part out. Uh, you could um, the Facebook page as well. We have the Facebook Straight Out of Gotham um, show page and the group page. They are linked. So if you go to the show page, you can find your way to the group page and request to be added, and we will add you. Uh, we have some good conversations in there about things we talk about on the show. So definitely, if you're on Facebook and you want to check us out do that there and again that is a community where you could talk to anyone who's in the group so it's a fun place to go uh we haven't had any confrontations yet i don't think <laughs> so that's a outside, good thing outside of me and eric no there's been no problem. yeah we we do the we do that just, you know. <laughs> we just argue amongst ourselves <laughs> <laughs> but yeah it's a, it's a fun place uh, again ch- check out Every once in a while i'll hop on and do a little live segment on the page um pete hasn't done that yet i wish he would every once in a while <laughs> but i hop on and i just talk about things we might be doing or might be coming up so if you see me on obviously interact with me there i love having conversations with our fans uh if you guys have any suggestions that you anything you want us to talk about or anything that you want us to cover uh shoot us an email as pete said straight og podcast at gmail.com you can hit us up on twitter pete gave his i'll give mine it's at finally 33 spell finale 33 that's my handle on twitter and on instagram and yeah, uh, definitely check out the Iceberg Lounge, our YouTube page. Uh, hopefully, Pete and I will do a couple of straight out of Gotham lives th- uh, shows there. I, I kind of want to start doing that every once in a while to mm-hmm. surprise you guys. Uh, just do a live show with him and keep I. You and, huh? Yeah, keep, keep you guessing. Guess. Yeah. yeah, and that's another place where you guys can interact with us live when we're on um, 
right there and then and there. And we can talk to you back and have conversations. So I think that's it. Sounds think, good to me, man. Yeah, I think we're, we're, we're well over our hour mark. Like, geez. Yeah, this is a long show for us. This so unlike us. <laughs> I know. So let's end it as fast as we can. <laughs> so very quickly, I'm going to do this. For Pete Vera, I'm Eric Holzman. You are listening to Straight Outta Gotham. Take care. Booyah.